Um, okay, we are live. Even though people will probably just watch this on YouTube at some point, or they'll mm -hmm. get the link later when I have it published. But hi, been a hot minute. Uh, welcome to another episode of Cosplay Bites, the show about cosplay conventions and all the nerdy bits and bites. Um, I am very happy to once again have Maru with me for this Hello. episode. How'd your day so far? Um, it's really good. Uh, I'm on the West Coast, so it's only 9.30 a.m. here, so I was, like, doing computer work while I was waiting. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. my day kind of... Oh, and I turned on my 3D printers. I am printing something, so I had to get Ooh. that going. <laughs> Ooh, fun. But in any case, um, so originally, uh, when we were playing this episode out, we were going to talk about Fanime, which was... I don't know, a month at or two ago? End of May. End, end of, of May. May. And then you were busy with stuff going on to a point where you said it would be better to wait until after Anime Expo. I was, I was very busy jet, yeah. for June. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can imagine because AX just happened two weeks ago. Uh, we were, It was 4th of July weekend. But, um, yeah, so I guess we're just going to... Hopefully you'll be in store for an extra long episode as we dive into both of those cons along with other topics that I was able to do some research and come up with. But I guess we'll start with Fanime. So that is a, was it a three-day convention? Yes. Actually, it's a four-day convention. It's uh, it's on your, because I'm Canadian, uh, it's on your guys' Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we in Canada have, we have like a long weekend before it. It's Victoria Day. Um, oh, so okay. we get we get that. That's our three-day weekend. And the next weekend uh, is the American three-day weekend, Memorial Day. So we only went down for the three days because Kevin, my husband, works. So he could only get one extra day off. Right. And yeah, it was really good though. I think I think it's like AX where you know you could do three days um, and still experience a lot. I don't know about AX; AX yeah. is huge, but you could oh, still God. experience the full oh, con in three days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was able to do all four days of um, PAX East um, this year a few months ago, um, like as a member of the media and. Even still, I was just like, I mean, I guess size-wise, I don't know how big Fanime is, but I mean, based on what I saw of Anime Expo, uh, PAX East is very, very small. Anime capacity. Expo is the largest anime convention in North America. So, like, oh, over 100,000 people attend Anime Expo. Geez. So... It like it's like a it's like a medium sized city in downtown Los Angeles, the city of weebs. <laughs> oh yeah, Fanime. I don't know how many people attend Fanime. To me, Fanime is like AX light because it's the same people that attend, um, because it's also in California, and it's uh, right. it's like hmm, it's kind of like a bigger soccer con. Uh, I'm not really familiar with too many cons on the East Coast because I've only ever been to Katsucon and. Katsukon, I think, is larger than than um, Fanime. So. I would believe it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm only familiar with East Coast cons. I've never been on a West Coast con before. I'd love to at some point, but um, yeah, just kind of. It's so expensive to fly. Restricted financial wise to travel. <laughs> yeah, like uh, even even me, it's like wow, it costs. It's so cheap for us to fly, to, like 
Washington, when we dropped Washington, but like fly to California, even like flying to like Las Vegas isn't bad. Um, but as soon as you fly to the other side, it gets quite expensive. So yeah, we have to very like, we'll maybe do one East Coast con a year because not only is it expensive, you need an extra day or like two extra travel days because of the time change. Right. And it's like you're on a, you're traveling all day. Oh, yeah. So when we yeah. do KatsuCon, we come like we travel all. Well, last time we went, we traveled all Wednesday, checked out the Smithsonian and the White House and like Capitol Hill and all that. Mm. And we had like that day. And then we left like Monday and traveled all Monday. So it's like a long, it's like, it's like you're spending if you, all yeah, that time. If, if you, yeah, if you're coming from like the other side of the country, it would be ideal, like you said, to just take an extra couple of days before the con to just get there adjust to the time change so that you're not the time change isn't that bad though like it's only three hours like i've done a 15 hour or whatever whatever the time difference is between pst and whatever japan time is oh, that's no. a time change like three hours <laughs> <laughs> three hours oh my god Are you gonna five hours like i know a couple photographers i met uh from hawaii this year and talking to them and i'm like how's the time change like oh, it's okay it's like it's not three hours it's four <laughs> or five hours i think yeah yeah i mean i was i was hoping to actually go to the west coast for the first time to visit um a cosplay friend of mine and stay at her place but i mean uh sudden bills that came out of nowhere plus upcoming uh vet bills for my kitten and it's just no <laughs> never mind maybe maybe later on in the year or next yeah. year we can try to plan something out you can but... make it up to the west coast the west coast and east coast cosplay communities to me are like they're di very different like west coast yeah. people are one way and then east coast people are another way but yeah. i mean i've only ever been to two east coast i've only ever been to cats con so i mean right. what do i know that's just, like my observation yeah yeah so i mean so you live on the west coast now like you moved I live, to canada i live in canada I live in Vancouver, BC, which is oh, okay. Uh, so if you like, it's see, it's like it's a Canadian Seattle is how I describe it. So Seattle's like here in Washington, and like three hours north is me in Vancouver. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So we, no, I, 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 go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. So we spend a lot of time in Seattle. Like we we will go down for SakuraCon, and we're doing Emerald City Comic Con again, just because we could drive down, and it's nice to drive because I have giant props that I don't make for travel, and I'm like, oh, we could bring the big props, yay! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just yeah. nice to have a car because then we can like, like on the way down, there's like outlet malls, and like I'm a Canadian girl, and we live in a frozen wasteland as i like to joke and we don't have things like panera bread so there's panera bread on the way down so i'm like gotta get that macaroni and cheese baby oh my god they're broccoli and cheddar in a bread bowl i've never had that that's a lot of carbs i mean uh, like when you order the mac and cheese they're like here's some bread with your macaroni and cheese you're like wow carbs with my carbs thank you <laughs> okay no i i had a I mean, I remember you're from Canada. I just got slightly confused when you're talking about moving down or... or like, I wish I could different. immigrate. Holy, that would make me so happy. I would love to be an American citizen. Oh, get me out of this country. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's it's very hard to immigrate to Canada or to the USA. Very you sure you want to come down here with all the yes. shit we got going on? Absolutely. Okay. I will, trade, I will trade Canadian problems for American problems. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sorry, women just lost some of their rights here. Oops. Well, you Oops. have to you have to look at it in the sense that you have to do what's best for you. And the Roe v. Wade yeah. law 
it i as much as like i'm pro personal freedom and pro personal choice with your body it wouldn't affect me because if i got pregnant i'd just keep the baby but like canada know. has canada has its own problems like i think a lot of people think canada is this wonderful like liberal dream with like with like free healthcare and oh everybody's so nice canada is not canada is we make probably on average like 30% less than the average American. So we have very low purchasing power. Uh, A lot okay. of our stuff here is super expensive because companies will just, because we're America's neighbor, we just buy everything in US dollars. So Canadians, everything is more expensive in Canada because we're essentially paying for it in US dollars with our Canadian monopoly money. Mm. Um, housing <laughs> is housing is unaffordable here. Like there are like two places to live and they're like nigh unaffordable like oh, to like the and it would be okay if you could get like well-paying jobs but canada doesn't have well-paying tech ceo jobs like a lot of places in the states do with with um super expensive housing so yeah. like if you live in san francisco you could get a job that could sort of um support like your living style there you could afford something there i mean san francisco is a bad example because it's just as expensive as vancouver but in vancouver it's like you could be a lawyer or an accountant or like a ceo of a company and you still can't afford to live in vancouver like it's be just because we don't oh a lot of a lot of investments um that people would make especially in the past that's like pumped our housing market people would instead of investing in like companies and businesses and and like stuff like that they would invest in housing which is fine because like housing appreciates but it doesn't do anything for the economy so mm. we're just in this nigh unaffordable thing also like also like america there's so many different places you could live like california i mean california is super expensive but that's my understanding like like definitely tell me if i'm wrong because i am a canadian and i i know like this much um <laughs> but like if you moved like to the midwest or i've heard like they i mean like vegas maybe like i i know a lot of people in vegas that have said vegas is cheap but it's now getting expensive um but you could go yeah. to the midwest and you could you live could. in like montana and be like oh it's beautiful here <laughs> or you could like live in arizona or like you could live in florida i would love to live in florida that's like my american like dream i'm like i'm gonna immigrate i'm gonna live in florida with the crocodiles on the swamp and the beach is gonna be wonderful in canada you could live in vancouver if you can afford it live in victoria if you can afford it you could live in toronto if you could afford it everywhere else is iffy at best and it's like and it's also like my province which is the canadian equivalent of a state um right. it's all also unaffordable so like i'm from northern british columbia and even in my hometown houses are not unaffordable like you could have a half a million dollar house but there's no jobs in this small town that pay enough yeah. money for you to yeah. afford your half a million dollar house so so you see where i'm coming from where you know each country has its own problems it's just like which do you choose right i know some people too like i have a friend he's diabetic and i hear about his medical bills and i'm like oh my god and it's like for him like he'd love to live in canada right like because it's so expensive and i totally understand that i just think yeah. we need like an adopter program like you could trade <laughs> <laughs> i could go live my florida dream and you could come up to canada and you know I don't know what you do here, but I don't know. anyways, that's my spiel about my country. Like, like I, I people are like, oh, you're so lucky you're in Canada. It's like, about that. <laughs> let me, let me, let me paint you reality for a hot second here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. 
Anyways, well, so then the slightly political like, cultural segment of the show. Back to yeah. weebs. Yeah, uh, the weebs are nice. Like, let's not talk about my my like frozen wasteland of a country. Yeah, we won't, and I won't talk about ours. <laughs> yeah, I know America has its problems. Like, yeah. it definitely does. Like, like I will say, um, the last time I was in Los Angeles, um, I could not believe the homelessness. Like, it's disgusting. It was disgusting. It's like, oh, my God, what is going on here? It's like you you feel like you're in a movie. You're like, why is everything like it's like a wasteland here. When we were there, they had cleaned it up. It was not as bad as pleasantly and happily surprised. It was really good to see. Like, it was clean. Like, I wasn't looking for, like, human poopy on the ground, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, well, I, I, I don't feel unsafe here like in los angeles like you sort of between your walk from wherever you're staying to the convention um like yeah. we've always stayed within walking distance and this time where we stayed we did not have a sketchy walk it was nice oh good yeah it didn't there was only one spot that smelled like pee like you know what i mean only one <laughs> only one pee pee spot <laughs> um so you went for three days um did you cosplay for each of the days of course all right. What outfit did you bring? For Fanime? For Fanime. I brought my Hannah Alexander Aerith cosplay. I brought my okay. Tara cosplay. And I brought my Tris Marigold cosplay that I spent six months on during peak pandemic when shipping was, was all screwed up. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, how did you feel like the reception was for each of those outfits? I was I mean, mobbed by photographers and people telling me how beautiful I was. Yay. It was like, it was, it was like so <laughs> nice. I was like, I, I was like, I could not do anything. Like, I think I went inside once and uh, that was all I had time for. I was just like, I was just mobbed. And you know, it was, it's like so nice. And like, I can't say no. I'm, I'm, I'm like, even if I'm like tired or like, I want to sit down, I'm like, no, you could have a photo, you know? And it's like, right. sometimes like I worry that like, I'm like talking to everybody and I don't want to like blow anybody off who just wants to say something nice or take a picture. And like, and like people yeah. in California and in the States in general are so nice. Like everybody is so nice and yeah. it's, it, like so good but yeah i was very very busy at fanime and right. i think too is like people haven't seen each other since the plague as as like what's his face from the witcher show sets oh yeah um, the plague. The plague, yeah and i think like everybody's just in like a super good friendly mood the vibe is like immaculate even um my first convention back was like a local comic book convention in vancouver and I remember it being so busy, which is very unusual for Vancouver because we don't really have a... In American terms, Vancouver is a small city, even though it's a large city in Canadian terms. So we don't okay. have a lot of people. And oh, it's unaffordable, so people don't have a lot of disposable income. Sure. Um, so it was so busy, which is so unusual. Like like lines and like the artist alley were just packed. And I was talking to a friend and I was like, wow, it's so busy. I've never seen a convention like this. And like even my friends with artist tables were like, I've made more money at this first convention than I ever have. And I think it's just people are just so happy to be back and so happy to yeah. be with their like Absolutely. weeb friends. And like and like SakuraCon had that vibe. Fanime had that vibe. Anime Expo had that vibe. So I think it's just people are very happy to be back. And it's like new and novel because we haven't been doing it. Well, America's different. Like there's some places that have been doing conventions. Um, but yeah. in Canada, at least, we were just allowed to start in 2022. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I know. It, it was just very nice to see friends that I haven't seen in literal years. Um, yeah, absolutely. Then I went back to PAX East, and I get to spend time with a lot of them and just go to a couple of panels and just roam around. And it was just it was just nice to be within that con atmosphere again. Was it so. very busy at PAX? I mean, I've been to PAX West. I don't really I, – I haven't wanted to attend a PAX in, like, years because I think, like, the at least the West Coast one has started sucking. I've heard good things about the East Coast one, though. I mean, the East Coast is personally – um and it, it continues about that i mean i may be a bit biased because they were the first con that i was able to get a media pass under my own work but i've had tons more fun there in meeting up with friends than i did at the last time i went to uh, new york comic-con i'd I love to go to new york comic-con i know my husband and i were like looking at cons we're like we should go to new york <laughs> and i'm like yeah yeah no, do the no. Con and, like, like do like three days of new york That'd oh no so yeah cool. like I, I, I mean I, I'm in the same vein of like you know bucket list let me just do San Diego one year one my year. husband went to San Diego comic-con in like 2000 oh like it was before he met me so I was gonna say like 2008 or something and he said his and this is before me and before like he did this was because his sister wanted to go so he took his sister and he said it was like the internet in real life and I don't know I don't know how it is now but he said it was really cool I don't think San Diego comic-con is really on our bucket list because I think it's very difficult to get tickets for and it's I think to get tickets for and then 2008. That I was, think it's 2008. I think. Was that before I don't Iron he's, Man? He's not here, so I can't ask him. He's at work. I'm trying to think. He, oh, what? Maybe it, I'm was trying, I, maybe it was Iron Man. <sighs> I'm trying to. Yeah, it would have like probably right around the time when Iron Man came out because it was before things were going to blow up with Marvel's end, with DC's end on film, before it become like the whole. Oh, it's all about Hall H and what movies and news are we going to see from Marvel and DC this time around. So, yeah, he went just in time before it became a madhouse. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I have no, I like New York, yes, because I'd love to visit New York. But um, San Diego Comic Con, I know I have a couple friends who go and I'm like, ah, have fun. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for me. I'm not a comic book person. I like, I don't watch any. I Okay, so I, I like, um, I like Thor Ragnarok, and I like the um, what's the one with the raccoon? Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, those are the ones I like. I don't oh, care yeah. about any other ones. I like those two. Those are my favorite movies. Oh uh, yeah, from no, Marvel. I'm, I'm, I don't. I like. I don't know anything. I'm like, oh, that's the that's that's Thanos. He's the meme guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually kind of ties into one of the things I have written down here. So, I mean, based on what you've told me, um. It seems like you're more into, I guess, gaming and anime sort of. Not sort even of thing. anime, just video. I have like three things I like. I'm like, I have three things I like. I, I like three things I really like, and that's Dark Souls, Final Fantasy, and Legend of Zelda. I like those three things. And then okay. anything else is just like, oh yeah, I like that. Oh yeah, I like that. But yeah. like, I love Berserk. Okay, Berserk is like the one exception. Like, I love the 1997 anime. I think this one came out. He's got all the manga behind me. Yeah. So like, that's like, I like. 
like I know like oh that's what's your face from spy family I know like okay that's the attack on Titan but I don't consume it because yeah I'm just it, like I'm it, very picky about what I what I consume because like anime you gotta sit down and watch it and if I'm gonna sit down and watch it it needs to be worth my time you gotta hook me in with the first three episodes or I'm out yeah or it just yeah. has to be it just there just has to be something about it that i find that like really grips me because like it's like tv and i mean like if you like anime that's fine it's like lots of people just consume tv like i think there is a lot of crap but there is also like awesome stuff and i don't want to do the crap i will only take the time if it's awesome like i watched um demon slayer and normally, like, that anime would strike me as just, like, oh, it's just, like, a shonen anime. But mm. it's very beautiful, and the music is really good. And I'm, like, okay. I'm, like, the, the plot the, and, like, the, the plot is, like, okay. The voice acting is, like, okay, yeah, sure. But the music and the animation, I'm, like, okay, we'll do it for the music and the animation. And sure, the characters yeah. are the characters look really cool. Like, I'm rocking the Inosuke hair. Okay, <laughs> Somebody yeah. told me I had Inosuke hair, and I'm, like, I'm never dying it again. Just be in those forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, like for, for me, I'm more into the, like the gaming and comic book and like I yeah for the life of me, I cannot get into anime as as apparent like so many other like cosplayers and content creators I know, like they're all big in anime. I'm just sitting there like good for you. I can't do it. I like I watched very obscure. I watched like a very obscure 1990s anime called Tekaman Blade, because I played Tatsunoko Capcom on the Wii, and I kind of okay, like some yeah, of the characters yeah. on the Tatsunoko side. I like my dad watched Speed Racer growing up. It's of like, course, yeah. I think that's I just, an old one. I think I just watched Naruto when it first came out, but then fell off because it's too many episodes and. Yeah, I, yeah, I I'm a little wanna... old. I'm a little old for Naruto. I I think like my my anime journey was like I watched like Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball like every other kid. Yeah. Um, but then I when I was in high school I had some we I had lots of weeb friends in high school that I mean to this day I like I like my one I don't know what happened to her I think about her because she because her birthday we watched the anime Slayers and it's like this this super 90s style anime I love 90s style anime it's one of my favorite oh yeah me too products. yeah it Even looks so cool I've tried so many times to sit down and finish watching the original Cowboy Bebop. I can't do it. Ah, uh, yeah, my husband and I are watching that one. It's a little, yeah. it's a slow burn. I think, I think with Cowboy Bebop, you have to, you don't think of it as something with a plot. It's more of like, like a sort of an art form you consume. Like the music and the animation are very good, and like, yeah. um, yeah, it's just like a treat for the eyes. Like it's like, uh, oh, yeah. it's like I don't treat it as a really coherent story. Um. I like yeah Slayers, and then I watched Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is one of which is probably that and Berserk are my favorite animes of all time. And Kevin always teases me; he's like, "That's why you're so weird. You watch that weird like Freudian Carl Jung anime," and I'm like, "Yeah, I like it. Cool." <laughs> and then I watch Berserk, and then I've seen like I I think I don't I, Samurai Champloo is another anime I watched that I love, and it's by the same uh same studio that did Cowboy Bebop. It's very good. It has like a mm. hip hop bend to it. It's very good. New Jobbies did the music. He unfortunately passed away. But uh, if you like hip hop and music and like samurais, I definitely recommend it. It's not. It's not like anything to like blow your mind. Like, like 
philosophically it's just really fun and cool um i also recommend full metal alchemist brotherhood uh that one is good because my my we've been training husband binged it like anytime i look he'd just be watching full metal alchemist and i'd be like oh i like this episode (laughs) i'm gonna sit down and watch it that is also an (laughs) excellent anime do not sleep on that one it's so good it's long but it's good I'll, I'll have to find some time. All I know is I'm not touching One Piece with a 10-foot pole. No, I have lots of friends get... that are like, you should watch One Piece. And I'm like, that's a thousand episodes, isn't it? I, I, I said I'd cause there's one One Piece statue I like. And I, it's with the character Boa. And she's a sexy pirate. And, mm-hmm. and just some yeah, of the characters. I'm... I'm like, that's Luffy. That's the little moose thing. That's Nami. That's Boa. That's Robin. Ooh, and that's all I know. Sanji and Zoro. And... Oh, yeah, Zoro. Okay, I know Zoro. Because my yeah. friend, my, one of my friends really likes Zoro. She actually posted she had a picture under her instagram story where she's like buy a cor- zoro cutout and she's like my husband and i was like he's yours you should take him i'm like just take him <laughs> she's like i asked they said i they said i couldn't i was like are you gonna let that stop you <laughs> steal oh the cardboard God. zoro he's yours oh man um getting back to your outfits from fanime i'm i mean you did two two girls from final fantasy yes. um Yes to me because I love love Final Fantasy and Same. I mean Kingdom Kingdom Hearts was my gateway into Final Fantasy. Really? Um, I, fe- I was yeah. gonna say I kind of feel bad for you. I'm like Kingdom Hearts what? is like City <laughs> Zelda. I'm sorry. I I like Kingdom Hearts. I like I like Kingdom Hearts one. I mean like Kingdom I Hearts I'm too. I'm in for the rest of my life. So. Oh there you go. Yeah he, yeah my uh, I have a I have another friend and he's a big Kingdom Hearts fan. Yeah. I like the original. Um, I like the second one. After that, I kind of fell off uh, because, like, in my opinion, they're just not as good Zelda games. And I'm not that big into Disney. And as sort of the games got further along, there were less Final Fantasy, so I was just less interested. Yeah, and I'm like, I'll just play Zelda. It's the yeah, same gameplay yeah. experience, but better. <laughs> yeah, th- I mean, three pretty much didn't have any Final Fantasy characters. Yeah, until, until, I heard that. Until the so- DLC came around, but even then, it was just like... I hope four makes it up. I hope the other thing it. about three is like three came out in like early 2020, I think. And all the movies were like from 10 years ago. Like, cause I believe Tangled came out in 2000, like eight or something. Cause like Tangled was in it. Toy Story was in it. A uh, Frozen was in it. I was like, Tangled these were movies from like 10 years ago. <laughs> I mean, Toy Story was 95. Well, Toy Story, Toy Story's had sequels though, but yeah. Frozen 2013. Big yes, like these Disney six. movies aren't even relevant anymore. Unless, like, I feel like if you're if you're doing classic Disney movies, it's a little different. But I wouldn't really consider like Frozen or Tangled classic. They just Big don't Hero have six. the time. Yeah, Big Hero Six, twenty fourteen, and then oh god, Pirates three was two thousand seven. Yeah, they put Pir- Pirate. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, like Pirates was in the second one too, because I remember Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah, but um. Was it fun to play? I looked at it and I was like, this looks like a mess. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3? Yeah. It was fun. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Well, that's what good. it was. I mean, I've waited. I think that's like me. I'm like, they're like, what do you think about Stranger of Paradise? And I'm like, I haven't played it yet, but I probably will enjoy the hell out of it. And oh, yeah. other people will be like, oh, it's like not, it's like not Final Fantasy, but it's not Dark Souls. And I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> if it has Final Fantasy on it, I will play it and I will probably enjoy it regardless of how bad it is i was like i don't think final fantasy 15 is a good game i think that is a not a very good game but i enjoy it <laughs> i i i mean i loved it 
because I mean, it gave me um, Prompto to cosplay as, and um, like I, I, the story was very good. Really? Um, <laughs> well, okay, probably until un- stuff made more sense when all the DLC came out. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, I was like, if the game didn't have a movie, an anime, another anime, and four DLCs, and it was just all in one, I think that would have been made a huge difference. Right. I think, I think for me, that game, the game, like the game mechanics sucked, but the boys were wonderful. I love the boys. Like the boys, I'm like, I played this game for the boys. Like they carry the game. Yeah. Like all their fun banter. Like that was the best part about the game. Yeah, Yeah, road trip for pussy, right? Oh my god. And then well so I'm very stoked because last year I went to my first gaming concert in Boston and it was for Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh cool. And that was really incredible. But yeah, then a couple weeks ago, or maybe a month or two ago, I got an email from the same like the same orchestra um organization that, you know, they're doing distant worlds, the Final mm-hmm. Fantasy concert series. They're bringing it to Boston. And I just impulse bought a ticket for me and my best friend. So that's in this November. But then hearing the other stuff that's coming out of it, it's like the vocalist uh, Ricky, who did the Final Fantasy X theme song, she's going to be there. Oh, that's so cool. And they're going to do oh, it. I love and that. she's performing. So I'm thinking, oh, shit, we're going to see that song like played out. Because that 10 was my first Final Fantasy. That's and, a good intro and, to and Final my, Fantasy. And my very first, and, oh, my all-time favorite. Mine too, actually. But then also, well. also hearing that uh, Yoko Shimomura is going to be in attendance, and I'm like, okay, yeah, she did 15, but then like, she's she, Kingdom Hearts, the goddess of Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, fucking yeah. losing my mind. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you know that's like the one thing about um, the King, the Kingdom Hearts music, not so much because Kingdom Hearts has like, um, uh, like. All right, I love Udata Hikaru. All right, she's the queen, okay? Like I like Kingdom Hearts for her, like I love her. Like she's oh, awesome. Yeah. I love her. I love her music. Like she's got this wonderful like English Japanese pop thing going on. Anyways, yeah. um but yeah, I feel like the Kingdom Hearts music especially not especially like the themes for the characters like ah uh, the menu theme is very iconic. Whereas I feel like for Final Fantasy 15, the music doesn't stand out like it does in some of the other games. And I think that's because like she's probably just a different kind of composer. Like sure. like you can you can uh, you can think of Yuna and you can hear her theme song in your head. And you can think of yeah. um Auron and you can hear the theme song in your head. It's like yeah. Like, can you, like, I don't have a piece of music where I could associate with, like, Noctis or Gladio or, like, Arden because right. the music is not, it's, it's, like, almost designed differently. Yeah. And, I mean, Final Fantasy VIII, the interesting thing about the Final Fantasy VIII soundtrack is that there, there are no character themes. The music was designed for, like, moments and parts of the story. So, yeah. instead of eyes on me being like Renoa's theme in like all it's like different arrangements it's the theme of love because it's also associated with um like julia and laguna and like right. laguna and rain and like the song ami which almost like it's almost selfies theme but it's always played when the party is together 
because it's the song of friendship. In Final Fantasy XIV, it's um it's played when because Final Fantasy XIV has like a has a it's one of my favorite raids because I love Final Fantasy VIII. It has like it it's played in the Eden Raid series, which is about um two girls, and it plays for the two girls. And honestly, it like mm. brought me to tears. I'm like, I'm so yeah. sad. It's so yeah. nostalgic and so it's it sad. It's just nostalgic, and it's like. And it's like because you, at least for me, I sort of understand why the music is being played. And right. Sokin did a wonderful job arranging it. I think his arrangement of Blue Fields is better than Uematsu, but. Yeah, I mean, I opinion. <laughs> so, I mean, I did start Final Fantasy XIV, but I kind of had to stop because of finance oh. reasons. Oh, so, no. I, got, I got all the way, I got all the way up to, I'm in the bridge between Stormblood and, and, Shadowbringer. Oh, you like, quit before it they, gets really good. <laughs> I know I did. I know I did. I'm like, because I keep hearing, like, everyone told me, like, because, like, when I was looking through, like, all the expansions, like, everyone raved about, like, A Realm Reborn. Everyone raved about... No, Heavenward. nobody raved about A Realm Reborn. Well, Re Realm Reborn is like, this is better than it was. We'll take it. Okay. Heaven's Word, though, people, Heaven's Word is really good. And then Shadowbringer and then Endwork. And I'm like, why does no one talk about Stormblood? Because... Stormblood it's because it's good. Because it's a lot of setup. That's what it is. It's a lot of setup, and it pays off in the next two events. I'm like, okay, okay. Um, I totally understand why I'm like, everyone... is that true? Is Stormblood a lot of setup? I don't know. From what I heard from other FF14 players, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I just felt that the story, uh, it just, it's because it takes place in two spots, right? You have, like, Lise in Alamigo and Yatsuyu in, uh, Doma. And, like, everything's wifely stirring, so I'm like, you got Lise and you got Yatsuyu, the nice girl, <laughs> yeah. and then we can fix her girl. And I think just having the plot split that way <laughs> is, um, is, um, it's not good for, like, good linear storytelling. You know what I mean? Because most of the time, Final Fantasy stories are quite linear. Um, right. I felt I felt like, yeah, I don't know that. Because to me, like, playing along and then Shadowbringers just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I was like, wait, what? The Crystal Tower? Grahati is there? What? It's like, okay. Yeah. So to me, that expansion came out of nowhere. But that's this this Sh Shadowbringers story is very, like, contained. So it's 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 like it's like on rails. It's super linear. It's great. It's like it's like the same okay. way like Final, Final Fantasy X is a great story because it's on rails. It's super linear. The pacing is perfect. Um, yep. There's like really great moments, and you just Endwalker. I would say the story is. I enjoyed I enjoyed Endwalker a lot because it's sort of the end of everything, and like yeah, I don't think it's quite as good as Shadowbringers because Endwalker has some pacing problems. Um, people are like, oh, it has my friend is like, oh, it has writing problems. I'm like, eh, I think the pacing is a little is a little is a little harder to deal with, especially with an MMO. Like an MMO, if you're doing a story oriented MMO, I think I think it's very hard to have it well paced like a like a traditional jrpg like people talk a lot of shit on final fantasy 13 but that has one of the like the, the most well paced um like hallway this game is to tell you a story and hopefully you'll enjoy getting five yeah. stars and i'm like i'm not i'm like story eh. music good five stars good all right we're 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 in. Also, all the girls are really hot. <laughs> I love all the Thir girls in that game. I'm like the boys. Like I like Snow. Yeah. Like Snow's a good guy. But like he's nice. Yeah. He's kind of obnoxious. He's a, like the Chad Snow. 
I'll, de- I'll defend Snow till I die. Snow and Venail, I-, I will defend them. They're my favorite in Final Fantasy 13. Saz just wants to be a dad, man. Yeah, I like Saz too. Yeah. Saz, like, I like I like Saz too. Yeah. Saz is good. I-, I think Hope is my least favorite. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, there. I don't I don't really connect a lot with Hope. I'm like, I feel like Vivi was like a better. It's like yeah. Vivi was like sympathize sympathize with him because he has this whole existential crisis like what is my life who am i what am i you know oh yeah yeah i think nine was the last final fantasy i played for the first time oh really yeah so that's i played for the first time final fantasy 7 remake <laughs> yeah speaking of which oh my god i can't i can't wait for part two but then realizing how soon it is it, it blows my mind even further yeah i feel like i feel like this is how it's gonna go because we have, we're gonna get Crisis Core. I I'm hoping in December because like I don't know when Square Enix closes their financial year, but generally how these things work is they they don't want to they spread their big releases out throughout like throughout like financial years so their income statements and stuff look good, right? So yeah. um, I think I'm hoping Crisis Core we get in, in like December, and then next year oh, we'll probably it, yeah. next year we'll probably we'll get Final Fantasy 16, and then the year after we will get rebirth just because i think that's the if i was the ceo princess of square enix that's how i would do it (laughs) (laughs) okay all right Uh, yeah but yeah i'm super i'm super my my husband's never played crisis core so i'm like oh well i've played crisis core so we're gonna play it on the ps5 together and And then we're gonna cry together yeah we're gonna cry (laughs) you know what i didn't cry at the end of crisis core because i knew it was gonna happen like like there's no i mean you knew it was gonna happen but it's like I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like to me. Like a lot of people really love Zach, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's just this happy guy. Like I, don't, I was just never attached to that to attached to Zach. I, I'm like, I'm attached to Aerith. <laughs> I'm like, I will ball when she dies. Like, like, like I don't know. But yeah, I didn't. The Crisis Core ending never, never hit me that hard. I was just like, yeah, that's okay. how he dies, like yep. a man. <laughs> and you know, it is what it is. As it, right. For me, it's because like I knew it was gonna happen, and I, I guess like I like emotionally prepared myself for it. Yeah. I'm more excited to see the Costa del Sol scene in fi- the Final Fantasy VII remake engine in hopefully at the time maybe 4K on my TV. Mm. Everybody in those games are so hot. Like my husband and I were playing FF7 Remake. He's like, God, everybody's so horny in this game. And I'm like, yeah, well, look at everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I wish more games were like, we're gonna make everybody hot, equal opportunity hot. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's, more games should do that. Yeah. yeah. Final Fantasy 14 is like that too. Equal opportunity hot. Equal opportunity. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, they're potatoes. I mean, like, I heard the comparison that, like, all the scenes that Barrett had where Marlene were, like, Disney-quality family time. It's like, yeah, you're right. They were pretty damn powerful. Like, yeah, oh I, my like, God. I, I always, like, I, like, never, like, Barrett was, like, what I liked about Barrett in the original is he was almost, like, a, almost, like, a sort of sneaky, like, sneaky, unstereotype. Because, like, 
because like he adopted this daughter who wasn't his and he does everything for her when sort of the other stereotype is like we won't talk about it because it's not very nice and that's what i really enjoyed about barrett's character and mm -hmm. i think in final fantasy 7 remake they've really really expanded that and then showed like how charismatic is how passionate he is how like yeah. how like he just wants to to preserve the future for his his children and i think that's like yeah absolutely. that's like that like that like hits me right here like yeah i love too that how they got actual kids to voice the little girl like the kids in final fantasy 7 remake so it makes them feel like so much more real and he feels so much more attached yeah. like when Aerith was bringing marlene out of the bar i was like in tears i was like oh my god she's so adorable yeah. we have to help yeah. her yeah. i'm like Aerith, just kick sang in the balls and run <laughs> <laughs> i'm like quick grab the bar stool <laughs> the bar stool um in terms of the cosplay that you brought to Fanime, did you have more fun wearing one more than the other? Like, was it more well, comfortable for you well, in certain outfits? Or I would think that the weather was nice. So weather is always a huge, a huge thing for me when I plan to bring cosplays to places like California, where it's a lot warmer um, yeah. than it is where I live. So, yeah. like, I like to say, I and and this is sort of how I approach. I've tried to approach conventions in like especially since 2019 since i've gotten a lot better at constructing things and like planning for conventions i'm yeah. thinking okay so fanime is san jose so it's the <coughs> bay area so it's a little windy it's nice and sunny but it's not like cooking like los angeles is so mm. you can generally i could generally wear any cosplay i wanted that wasn't something like lulu or melina or um like winter zelda so like the the cosplay closet was my oyster so to speak so i just chose the cosplays that i thought were really pretty because the other thing is fanime has wonderful like shoot locations like as long as you're respectful yeah. you can go into some of the hotels in the lobby and as long as you're respectful and you you don't like you don't make a big scene or you're not obnoxious you can take photos in the lobbies and like the western lobby is really nice it's i don't think it's the sheraton anymore it's got a different hotel name uh, the Sheraton is really nice. There's also like this fountainy area. There's like a park. There's like this. Uh, there's like this church. Um, like back to like one of the coolest things I love about America that Canada doesn't have unless you go back east is America has a lot of really old looking architecture. Like this church. Um, like it's like a ten minute walk away from the convention center. It has oh yeah, these we do. Beautiful yeah. columns that are like Roman columns. And yeah, so Canada we don't have anything like that because mm. like. We don't. We don't have taste. <laughs> like we don't have <laughs> beauty. All right. Okay. And those of us that do, we get out. Anyways, um, yeah, it's just such a cool, beautiful building, and and like I just brought cosplays that I thought were that would like go well with the architecture would and also fit with the shoe. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. So with like Aerith, it um, it's not. It's like a corset in the back, and you just. I my husband just like tightens me up and it's like it's a comfortable um the shoes were high heels so they were my feet hurt by the end of the day uh especially because like i was just like i, I never got bored sometimes when i get bored at conventions i'm like oh let's just change out and like have comfortable shoes and do something else but like yeah. i just wasn't bored because i was like talking to people doing photo shoots and all that so my feet hurt yeah. by the end of the day and then like tara tara's the same thing like corset comfortable um one of my things i like to do is so thigh high socks to dance tight so your socks aren't falling down and the okay. only time that that's not a good idea is if it's really hot or the cosplay you're wearing the bottoms just wouldn't suit dance tights very well because they are very yeah. high-waisted um mm -hmm. 
So for my Jesse that I wore, I actually didn't wear dance tights and I just struggled and pulled my socks up because, you know, you got to suffer a little bit in cosplay or it's not cosplay. Right. So. Yeah. And, and, and Triss, like Triss, Triss is comfortable. The, the one thing with Triss is it's an, it's, I built it in 2000, 2020. So um, the way it stays up is sort of, uh, it's like it, we, we taped it just, like because it's low back and it's low front we just had to tape everything um mm. and the other thing is it's like the thing with the Terra and Triss is like they both have trains so it's it's something that you have to keep track of like you, I have to make sure nobody steps on it I have to like carry it with me so that's like one of the other things uh that was a little bit annoying but it's fine yeah okay that was a lot that was great um so I guess before we dive into, I'm a, there's anything else you wanted to talk about or mention regarding your time at Fanime? Hmm. Well, Fanime Any is fun. moment that stood out or fun hmm. vendor you checked out if you went shopping? Oh, I always go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> <Who doesn't? laughs> my like, my like, my like capacity to spend money is like, like increases in artist alley i love artist alley yeah i bought i like i yeah. i'm building this like when i get my house because i don't have room in the current place i live i'm gonna do like a big sticker mirror so you're gonna i'm gonna buy a big big like full-length mirror with like wide frames and i'm just gonna cover it in stickers so when i go to conventions now i just go to artist alley and I just like you know spend like 30 to 50 usd and just buy a bunch of stickers for my sticker mirror so i've got like quite the nice. baggie going on here and like my some of my friends they'll give cool. me stickers like like my friend her she uh she has like she made vtuber stickers and she gave me one she gave my husband one so she really she gave me two so <laughs> that's nice you know you get yeah i got i got some stickers <laughs> yeah. what else did i buy i bought this beautiful melania from elden ring uh print it's actually on my wall behind me behind my Ooh. statue of melania actually um by an uh. artist that i that i know that i met at katsukon actually um cool. he's an awesome artist he does like all his paintings are like inspired by like old masters of like the renaissance so he's got this really oil painting look to him the artist is christian angel or angel arts okay. anyways uh i bought the melania one and i bought ronnie as well so i can have melania nice. and ronnie one has one waifu for me one waifu for my husband, my husband. <laughs> Because he likes Ronnie, and I'm like, Melania is the superior waifu. Sorry, Ronnie, I will never like Lake Arat. Mm -mm, no bitch is worth the Lake Arat, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't played Elden Ring. I don't know if I ever will because I've never. Oh, that's so sad. Elden Ring is the best game I've played in like 10 years. Like, you should play it. Like, it is like. Breath I think of I'm just. I'm just too terrified to jump into the. The, the, uh, the soul. The Everybody's born. So Soulborn like genre like nah, I've no. never stepped in. Here, I want to sell you on Dark Souls. Okay, so you know the feeling you get when you accomplish something that was like difficult. You challenged yourself and you overcame that challenge, and you're like, I did that. That's awesome. Good for me. Yeah, I'm amped. Dark Souls yeah. is like every time you beat a boss, and then and then they the games are designed to like show you that you get better. Um, and honestly. They don't have like like a lot of games nowadays, and I think this is really sad. They have d difficulty selectors at the beginning of the game, so you could be like, "Oh, I'm going to play on easy mode." I think that the way From Software does it, they build difficulty settings into the gameplay. So if you want to play Elden Ring the easy way, you just do a sorcery build, and you one shot bosses with magic. Like it's insane. Like people will one shot bosses with magic. It's 
It's insane. <laughs> I mean, I do tend and, to go uh, towards magic builds in those types of games. Like Skyrim, always winning with a magic build. Yeah, magic builds are always overpowered in, in Souls games. Like in Demon Souls, like Demon Souls isn't a hard Souls game. But even me, like I picked up a couple sorceries because like this one area of the game, it just sucks if you're a melee user. I like to play melee because I th- I like I like the I like the one v one the satisfaction. Just me and the boss, the baby. Yeah. <laughs> Tra- yeah. Trading blows. I like that. Um, but yeah, you could do a sorcery build and one shot stuff. You can summon other people to help you kill bosses to help you like Elden Ring is really cool because it's not just bosses you can summon people to help you with areas and that's like the kind of co-op that's there and like through like through friendship and co-op you can overcome bosses and there's other there's other like things you can use there's there's weapons that are really broken like one of the hardest bosses in Elden Ring is Melania the Blade of Mikola and I heard endlessly about oh she's so hard she's so hard oh Melania gives me PSTD I went in there with my my Bloodhound Step Uchi Katana and my Rivers of Blood Katana and it was like it was like a bloodborne fight, baby. We were trading. I was stunning her. It was fast paced. It was fun. And like within a few hours, I got her. And I was like, wow, what a blast. She's, she's my favorite boss. And other people just absolutely struggle. And it's because I use the right strategy. There's other bosses where I was like, this boss sucks. I hate it. This is so hard. I'm so angry. And, then those <laughs> and it's other because people like, went, oh no, that one was easy. Exactly, but really, it was easy. Exactly. Really. Exactly. So yeah. I think that. You should just give Elden Ring a try. Like, just, just, like, just, just try it. And, and honestly, like, people are like, oh, it's Dark Souls, it's bosses. But, like, there's so much more than just, like, the bosses in Elden Ring. Like, the, the world is incredible to explore. Like, this game is, like, Breath of the Wild on crack. It's, like, way better. Like, Breath of the Wild is a good game. But Elden Ring is a better game. And I hope that Breath of the Wild 2 is just, like, we just did what Elden Ring did. And I'm like, well... That's like a blizzard move there, just copying <laughs> and yeah. putting your own sin on yeah. maybe making it better. Cause like yeah. I love Breath of the Wild, but man, I'm uh I'm an Ocarina of Time Time girl. I like the I like the dungeons, I like the bosses, I like the puzzles. Like like exploring yeah. is fun, but du- I like dungeons better. Yeah. Anyways, that's my solid. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, maybe if I if it ever goes on sale, maybe I'll pick it up. So yeah, I think, I think if it goes on sale, it'll be like a Steam sale because like PS5 stuff never goes on sale. Well, I mean, that's what I would get it for. Yeah. Yeah, because it'd be a fun game to stream at the very least. Oh, absolutely. I have a girlfriend. She doesn't, she's not really a gamer, but she's been streaming all the Souls games and she's like, she just co ops and has fun. And it's like yeah. so cute to see. Whereas, like, I'm like, no, I have to solo this boss or I didn't beat it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how i approach the games i'll do a cheesy build but i won't summon oh my god then i won't do sorcery because i like trading i think that that yeah. part of the game is is fun for me so yeah yeah i just i just know at the moment i cannot wait for uh the game stray to come out next Tuesday. oh the cat game yeah 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 i, I, I mean new cat dad over here i'm just full-blown into cat life and it's like yeah give me the, give me the game yeah, I don't know. know. I don't know if I'll play Stray. I've been playing Chrono Cross recently. Um, and then after that, I, I have Stranger of Paradise sitting on my coffee table. My husband's like, So are you gonna kill chaos? And I'm like, I'm playing Chrono Cross. <laughs> I'm like, I'll kill chaos <laughs> after, okay. Yeah. And I know yeah. another friend of mine is like, Oh, you should play Code Vein. I've been playing Code Vein, and I'm like, I should play Code Vein. I like stopped playing Code Code Vein for whatever reason. Yeah. Um 
So in terms of other types of conventions, because um, it seems like the ones that you've mentioned that you've been to so far, um, they're very, like, I guess, anime-focused or anime-themed. Yeah. I mean, we got Fanime, and then we were going to go into AX for a little bit. But mm-hmm. for you, how what do anime con do for you in comparison to other types of, like, either the PAXs or the Comic-Cons? So, like, what makes them, I guess, more appealing to you? So, first of all, PAX West. Pa- I started going to PAX West in like, I think 2016 was my first PAX and it was fun. After that, they started not being so cosplayer friendly. So, like, no taking photos in the halls. The halls are really dark. Uh, you know, yeah. They, they just stopped really catering to cosplayers. The last time I went to PAX, actually, it was it was probably one of my best PAXs in a while because uh, somebody from Square Enix messaged me and asked if I wanted a photo, photo op in one of my cosplays on the on the Hardy Daytona and I could skip the line to play the FF7 remake demo. And my Whoa. husband got to play too. So so I was like, hell yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, that was yeah so we got to skip the line. They gave us a time slot. We went in. We got to take pictures of all the posters. Um I got a I got a special lanyard. It's like a it's like one of those staff ones. So it's in my Ooh. it's in my sewing room. Yeah, it has all the Cloud Earth T Fun Barrett on it. It's really cool. I actually like it a lot. Yeah. I don't use it because the lanyards always get dirty. So um, I have that lanyard somewhere, maybe. Yeah, it 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 was uh it was the guy gave it to me because he liked my Aerith cosplay. So I was like, Ooh. <laughs> there you go, there you yeah, go. So so that was really fun. And then I only cosplayed that one day at PAX. And then I just found that waiting in line to play a game was like, I'm not waiting three hours in line to play Monster Hunter. Okay, like I don't like waiting in lines. Like that's that is my. I'll wait. In, okay, too. that's a lot. I will wait in line for Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> that... I'll wait in line for food for games. Eh. Yeah, that that is my approach to either gaming conventions or comic con when it comes to panels. Like, like the year Five Minute Seven Remake came out, of course I played the demo at PAX because I was like looking forward to it. Uh, the year before Kingdom Hearts Three came out, I got a ticket to play the demo at oh, New York Comic Con, cool. and I'm like, oh my god, like this is freaking amazing. But yeah, the game has to really hook me or. The panel has to be with someone that I really either it's a good friend of mine or it's a, something that I really love. And me mm-hmm. order put in that time investment to like wait X amount of hours or spend an hour or two in a panel because it's like when I could just be like running around shopping, playing other games that had a shorter line, or may, mainly just hanging out with all my friends. Yeah, the uh, yeah, I w- I remember like I did Code Vein at PAX, and the first year I went, I played Dark Souls three because I had an awesome Dark Souls three, and this was before I knew what Dark Souls was. I have a mm. picture of me and my Katarina cosplay standing standing by this like setup of like the uh, the um the Ashen one like with a sword and all this black shit's coming out of it. It's really fucking cool. And then <laughs> I, I thought I was like, wow, this is so cool. I'm like, this is my aesthetic, and like I had no idea what it was. And then a year later, I picked up Bloodborne, and I'm like. <laughs> Where have you been on my life, Dark Souls? Oh no. I love oh, wow. Dark Souls. It's kinda it's like it's a problem actually. They're like, oh, there's there's oh, Mars. Oh, She's no. gonna sell everybody on Dark Souls. Yeah. As for I mean... comic book conventions, the th- I'm not a big comic book movie person. Like I don't watch movies, with the exception. I watch Dune because I love the book. I love I love books, like fantasy novels. Like I love that and science and some science fiction. Um 
yeah i i really like but but as for like movies and comic books i'm just like not into the media i'm not into the aesthetic um although like because emerald city comic-con is fairly local and vancouver fan expo is also local i have like cosplays that i will bring like tifa is popular at any convention because everybody and their mom knows who tifa is mm -hmm. and like my witcher cosplays i feel like go with go with com comic book conventions almost better than anime conventions because like because it's like yeah, a, it's, like a western, well, it's like it's like a western i put western in quotations because it's like polish it's it's different than the west here um so they sort of fit in more and there's the tv show on netflix so i think people are sort of familiar with the witcher unfortunately from the netflix show which is hot garbage in my opinion um okay it is <laughs> i mean Henry Cavill is, is wonderful, okay? Henry Cavill is we we he's he's an angel. He's perfect. Everything oh, no, else yeah. is hot garbage. Okay. I like Yaskir too. Okay, Yaskir is okay. I, I'm just an easy to please person. Honestly. I think like, I think I, I think I that's okay. That's fair. Like, you know what? I'm happy people like it. If you like something, fine. You like it, that's cool. I'm glad you like it. That brings you joy. I'm happy for you. I hate it. In my opinion, it's I am exceedingly garbage. hard to please. <laughs> Pardon me. You're like yeah, good for you. In my opinion, this is hot garbage, but good for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like if I like something and somebody's like, that's shit. And I'm like, you know what? It's my shit and I like it, okay? <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is my shit and I like it. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts isn't <laughs> shit though. It's just like not my cup of tea. Like sure. like Kingdom Hearts, I understand like why people like it. And I and I get it. Like Kingdom Hearts is not bad. Whereas like to me, The Witcher is objectively bad. Like, I like, you can like it, but it's not good. I think, I just think that when the game exists. Coming from someone who, yeah, could you, you, you played the games. The game is good. And I think it's because the, uh, like Netflix is a, is a North American company and they have North American producers and they tend to like North Americanize everything. Whereas CD Projekt Red is a Polish company. The Witcher is from Poland. Yeah, they understand their medium much more than we we do here. So I think that I think that um, because there's that sort of non understanding, uh, it just doesn't. It just they just don't do it justice, in my opinion. And the book, right. like to me, the book is like middle tier. Like in terms of fantasy novels, it's okay. There's like other stuff I think is better, but it's okay. The game yeah. though is excellent. I love the game. The Witcher Three is an excellent game. Is why I've done so many cosplays for it because I love yeah. the game. <laughs> My yeah, husband I, also really loves the game. It was I, normally normally I'm the I'm the gamer and he's the watcher. For The Witcher, he was the gamer and I was the watcher. So oh, nice trade-off. Nice trade-off. I tried to play it. I couldn't get into it because at the time it overwhelmed me way too much and gave yeah, me too, it gave me game. so much World of Warcraft vibes in terms of like really? the questing. Well, just the amount of quests and like the icon that I was just like I spent too many years sucked into World of Warcraft. I can't really? do it again. As a WoW player, you said it gave you WoW vibes. How how much WoW did you play? And from when? Right when the Witch King expansion came out. Oh, and then okay. I stopped after... Cataclysm? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's kind of when I stopped, is after Cataclysm. I played from... Before, Mi before Myth the Pandaria came out, I stopped. Yeah, yeah I did too. Um, and then I picked it back up again, but then I stopped. Yeah, I, I, I've, I'm like that. I like, I stopped at the end of Cataclysm because in my mind, I had like beat the game. Um, 
I try yeah. I played through pandas and my husband and I we played together. We did all the quests because I'm a completionist and I'm like, we gotta do all the quests to get the achievement, okay? We gotta big dick achievement points in this house. Oh, yeah. And then like and then after that we stopped. We didn't really raid. Even though my friends were like, oh, come raid with us. And I'm like, I don't have time to raid. I don't want to raid. I'm sewing in my room. Yeah. And then I played Legion, played through the story, and then I just didn't care. And then and then Blizzard butchered my class in, in Legion, and I'll never forgive them for taking away slice and dice and giving me roll the bones. It's such utter bullshit. And that was when that Blizzard and I were friends off. And then they had White Mane and Heroes of the Star, but I'm like, all right, we're friends on again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um the Question witcher to me is like not at all world of warcraft because like at least when i played and they've gotten a lot better from my understanding is like the wow quests were very and at least for me when i played i never reversed myself in the world of warcraft i just wanted to raid and kill stuff um so i never really paid attention to any of the quests i like earlier before they had like the the in-game quest tracker i'd use like thoughtbot and like Wowhead and like you download oh, yeah. this sketchy like app. I can't I can't remember what the add-on was called, like Quest Tracker or Questy. I don't know. And I that's think, how I, think I, I would, did that too. Yeah, way back. Yeah, that's how I before. would like approach Wow. Whereas like The Witcher, all this like I would say nine. I would say most of the bigger side quests, they're full like story sections. Like there's one you do. Um, it's one of the bigger ones. You, uh, oh, he's like the Baron, and his wife has this like baby and the baby dies and they bury it and it turns into this like bloodborne ass baby and you gotta like figure it out and it's like a mystery okay. it's really good it's like and it's right. and the crazy thing is it's like straight out of like slavic mythology like i can't remember what the thing is called um but it's an actual thing in slavic mythology they're like these little demon babies you know <laughs> they're a thing yeah, demon babies <laughs> yeah uh, yeah the witcher never gave me wow vibes i i do feel though that it would be overwhelming because the world is very big and there's lots to explore and after that first section in care more they're like all right girl the world is your oyster and you can just be like okay so i i definitely get how that would be overwhelming yeah. so yeah i like a bunch of other games that I would always hear about good things about, like like you know Elden Ring or I don't know I don't know when I'd be able to pick it up and invest. The it's time a long game. Took me. I, yeah. I I mean I'm a busy person and I'm like I like I said I'm a completionist, so I had like a hit list of every boss. Yeah. So it took me like two months to beat, but I work like all the time. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, switching over to AX. It was. Uh, about two weeks ago, and um, I mean, like you said earlier, it was like a hundred thousand people attended, or more than that, but yeah, maybe like 120. I don't know. They capped oh, attendance God. this year, I don't know what that means because it was just as busy as it had been in the past when they didn't cap attendance. So, yeah, yeah, uh, you went for the whole weekend, I assume. Yes, yes, we stayed for the whole weekend. I How... wish we would have had an extra day, but alas <laughs> how is that like well first of all normally anime expo is a oven it's a concrete oven of like 30 plus degrees like 35 degrees so my little canadian body just melts and is very uncomfortable but yeah. this year they were like oh maru is coming so we're gonna have nice 25 degree weather i think that's like eight low 80s in american 
I know. I oh, okay. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. It's like it's like I can't do. I, I only know one type of. Yeah, I'm sorry. Type. I'm like I only That's know. Right. I only know uh, Celsius. Anyways, it's like Fahrenheit. low 80s. Okay. I want to say. Okay. And um, which is perfect for me. Like it's not too hot. It's not like it's not cold. It's just nice. And um, we were able to get our passes and the lineups to go actually inside the convention weren't too bad. Like the lineup to get your COVID wristband was was shitty because it was long and it was hot. And there, there was like sections of the line where they didn't have any shade. So my joke was like, wow, you vaccinated, but you still get heat stroke <laughs> waiting in these dang lines. Yeah, it, thankfully, yeah. it wasn't that bad. It We stood in line for maybe an hour. And we got our wristband and we were able to go in. Okay. So we just spent like the hottest part of the day from like 12 to like 3 p.m. in the convention center, which is air conditioned, thankfully. Yeah. And it was really good. And I think I think Artist Alley was probably the worst because it was a it's like in the basement of the convention center. So there's like no windows. The air conditioning broke. I felt so oh, bad for no. the people in there. And people are just packed and it's hot. And it's like, yeah. oh, my God what the hell right um that that kind of sucked but like we did artist alley the first day so it wasn't crazy like like we went in on uh like saturday and sunday and i don't think yeah we went in on saturday we did half the exhibitors hall and after that we were just like i'm done and we and there's just so much to see like like ax is like you need to go get the four-day pass just to see everything like, and that doesn't even mean like panels or like anything else you want to do. Like we needed, we needed all four days to, to see and do what we wanted. Yeah. yeah. But it was really good. I had so much fun at AX. It was like the best AX I think I've ever had. It was oh, so okay. good. Nice. Nice. Um, what outfit did you bring for that con? I had four. I had, <laughs> I had matured, mature dress Tifa was my Friday cosplay which had really uncomfortable shoes but i had flip-flops in my bag so i did it and and then i had gerudo zelda on my second day it was the saturday and i don't know what was in the air or the concrete but my shoes completely fell apart which was annoying so i went to the cosplay repair booth and I went in there and I'm like, hey, my shoes broke. Do you have any glue? And they're like, we got hot glue. We got tacky glue. And I'm like, that's the cosplay repair booth. You don't even have like E6000 or contact cement. They're like, no, we got hot glue and tacky glue. And I'm like, oh my God, this booth is ran by morons. <laughs> so I hot glued my shoes knowing that they wouldn't last because you hot glue does not work on shoes whatever cosplayer tells you that is wrong unless her shoes are like foam or something but mm. you need you need like a contact cement or like an e- like an or an epoxy glue or like a really heavy duty glue yeah there's like yep. horns outside i'm so sorry um right. anyways uh yeah so i hot glued my shoes and i only put them on for photos so if I was standing there being mobbed for photos, I'd just switch out my fo- shoes and I'd stand there. And then if I had to walk anywhere, I'd put my flip-flops on. And then I had my, uh, on Sunday, were my Final Fantasy fourteen dancer cosplay, which I had spent most of June working on. I think it took me three weeks to finish the whole thing. Okay. And I had, um, and thankfully my shoes didn't break for that one. And I also went to like a studio with a friend of mine to shoot it, which was really cool. Because like LA has awesome studios. They're also super cheap um yeah which is awesome yeah it's like it's like why don't we have this in vancouver and i was like oh yeah rent is like 
hundreds of thousands. Well, it's not hundreds of thousands. Oh, yeah, it's unaffordable. It's unaffordable. So we don't have anything like that in Vancouver. So it was really cool to go to a studio to shoot. And then Sun and the Monday, I wore my Jesse cosplay with shorts and socks because I'm not wearing cargo pants with leggings underneath at Anime Expo. No, why would you? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I have done the full cosplay. So you know what? Give me my like my fan service butt out, Jesse. Okay. Let me have this. It's hot. <laughs> I earned it. I earned this. Oh man. Um, any like standout I guess vendors or mm. moment from that con that you had? Oh well, I tried to go to a party and partying at like a like a, an after party is not for me. I found out the music is too loud, the weaves are too drunk, uh, the music is bad, and um okay. There's too many lights. So I was like, no, I'm just going to go home and go to bed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So no, yeah. for me. we feel like if our friends showed up and they could have got us into the VIP area, it would have been a lot better for me because I'm not a party person. I, I'm a very, I'm very introverted. I'm not either. Not yeah. either. Yeah. So I tried that. I went to Egg Slut twice, which was awesome. I love like, I love like food that has naughty words in it, like Egg Slut. In Seattle, they have Biscuit Bitch, which was also delicious. <laughs> Okay. Um, what else did we do that was really good? Uh, yeah, I just LA was clean and nice for once. We stayed in a, our hotel was nice. Normally we stay in Airbnbs, uh, but this time we splurged a bit and stayed at a hotel and it was awesome. Um, yeah, just seeing all my California friends and just seeing everybody was just like super nice. It was just good. like so good. It's like good. Like, like I feel like I've improved making cosplay so much that just like all the attention and it's like, oh, you know, if you're if you're good, you get noticed and just like it was like fanime, especially for the dancer and for Zelda. I just got completely mobbed by people wanting yeah. my picture. Um, I did an interview with um, his name's Ben. And he like interviews people at comic book conventions and he like he's like a YouTube channel and he's done it forever. I can't think of the name, but if you watch it, you wait, like, wait, oh, he usually dresses as Tony Stark. I know who it is. I know who yeah. you're talking about. I don't know what the, that channel name escapes me. At yeah. The moment. Oh, my God. Yeah, so we I've done interviews with him before, and it's always really fun because uh, because like now instead of the Staples Center, it was the Crypto.com Arena, and uh, he asked me about crypto, and I know like this much about it. So he, <laughs> yeah, so he was like telling me about it, and I was like, no, 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 it's this way. Like he's like, oh, I got Ben coin, and I'm like, nah, Ben, that's a shit coin. And uh, after the interview, it was a really fun interview. He told me he's like, you're the only person that like knew anything about crypto, and I was like well you know i know a little bit yeah i know a little bit i know nothing and choose to know nothing yeah it was anime it was really good i i it like it like it like makes me hyped for like my next few conventions so because i just enjoy going to them i know my next one is local and it's going to be small but i have lots of local friends i'll be able to see and there's like a really good restaurant down the street that has giant pretzels and mustard so I'm gonna eat that. Oh God, you're making me hungry now. Ugh. Yeah, I. I mean, I would. I was the same at Pax East. I mean, they had their one after party that they always do. I think Predator held it. But I mean, I went one year. It was all right. I mean, I I hung out with a lot of friends that time. Oh, that's like, good. If you have friends to hang out with, then it's like a lot of fun. I I yeah. I mean, I looked around online it seemed like no one i knew was going so i just like every night i tried to make plans with going out to eat with some friends at restaurants nearby because i mean in freaking boston 
and there's a lot of places nearby. But... I would love to go to Boston. I had a friend that she she spent a lot of time in Boston. She went to Harvard for hockey, so she Whoa. was Boston. Yeah, um, I would. Uh, I Boston's a place I'd love to visit. Like yeah, Boston, very... New York. I'd love to do Atlanta. Um, I'd love to do Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Dry, like I really want to do Dragon Con because like there's some fantasy novel characters I'd like to cosplay, and I feel like that would be the place they'd be received at the problem. It would I'm be. Sure. It I'm sure it's really hot in Atlanta, and I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Especially if it's all within contained within the one hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a few friends who've gone to Dragon Con. They're like, you wouldn't like it. It's a party con. I'm like, but fantasy novels, man. I'm like, I'll just stay in my hotel yeah, and like and maybe like go to go to like what's it called? Waffle House. Yeah, it's a Waffle House. Yeah, I want to go to Waffle House. I've never been to a Waffle House, but yep, we have a restaurant called that. Yep. Um, um I've also I've also really wanted to go to a Texas con. I would love to go to a convention in Texas. Texas is like one of those American cities. Like if I could pick a place to live, I'd love to live in Texas. I think that's, I think, I think like it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, Boston is a very clean city mm-hmm. from the multiple times I've went um, either for, if it's for like job interviews I've gone to or just like the final 87 concert, uh, very clean city. I mean, New York, I've been to plenty of times um, due to having family down there or used to, and um, I mean it, it. It can be it can be dirty. Um, it it it's a lot to take in. If it, if you're going for your first time, I think you would enjoy it. But then after a couple other times, it's like eh. Yeah, I feel like most I feel like most cities are like that. That's like it's like you go. I think like because I've seen like Capitol Hill and like the White House and all those buildings and the Smithsonian. I don't think I'd go again. Like I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen it. It's nice. It's cool. I've been there. Um, I wouldn't go again. It's like L.A. and like Seattle and like even like San Jose, San Francisco. We're like, oh yeah, it's like it's just it is what it is. It's not like a new and interesting and novel. Whereas like a new city, you're like, oh, what's here? What's this? Can we go see? Yeah. So you mentioned how I think it was during AX that I mean you noticed that you yourself were getting much better at constructing your cosplays. I mean I could clearly see it in the photos you were posting. They were absolutely gorgeous. I mean like, I, I was fangirling over all your cosplay that you were sharing at the con. Um so you said that you clearly were improving, you were getting noticed a lot more from like photographers and other your friend and other like fans of the con um at this point in your cosplay career lifestyle um what do you think when it comes to looking for new outfits or new characters to cosplay as what do you hope for in challenging yourself with each new cosplay like what do you look for well, it depends. It it's like I generally pick projects on um if I like how they look. It's like I like how if if they look cool or like they're my aesthetic and I enjoy that or if I will look good in that outfit. Because there's been times in the past where I've cosplayed a character where that I've known in my heart that I don't know, I don't suit that character like Jinx. I'm not Jinx. Okay, Jinx is long and long. I am small and like wide and i just have a round face and i just like round <laughs> i'm like i have implants it's like i'm the opposite of jinx and i did a jinx cosplay and mm. i have one picture 
of that cosplay that I actually like. And it's just like a portrait because like you don't see my body. And right. And to the and after that, I've learned one of the lessons I've learned. I was like, I will cosplay things that I think I will look good as. Um, like, you know, people ask me, oh, cosplay Bayonetta. And I'm like, Bayonetta's long. I'm the opposite of she's long. She's a long lady, yeah. Yeah, she's a long <laughs> lady. She's got legs for days. And I mean, like, you can fake that, like, with high heels and, like, angles and stuff. But I just, like, see Bayonetta and I'm like, Bayonetta's not me. Or, you know, there's, like, tons of characters where people will ask me to cosplay and I will just be like, that is not me, you know? And and there's cosplays, like, I'd love to do. Like, uh, my, like, Holly Wolf did a Naburu cosplay and it was beautiful. Oh, and I God, love the, I love Holy the, um, the, um, the Gerudo from Ocarina of Time. But, like, for me, like, I wouldn't look good as a Gerudo because I'm a white girl. And you know what? Holly looks awesome. She's got like the nice the nose for it. And I think that really helps. She does have the nose. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah, and that's like does. not a dig. That's like not a dig. I think no, I think no, that's really it, it, cool. Like, and um I mean Gerudo's and she looks awesome. Like... She didn't she didn't darken her skin because she knows better. Um, but for me, yeah. like I don't think I would cosplay from that because like the cosplay I wanted to do, like a brown girl would do. And you know, I would want the brown girl to do it because she would look way mm. better than me and I could fangirl over her. So so that's like what goes through my mind when I pick a project. Like I will like is even if I love the character, I'm if they don't if I don't feel like I look like them or I don't feel like I would look good in their outfit, I just won't cosplay them and I will just hype up people who do look like that and they do cosplay them and it makes my day. So uh the other thing i tend to look for is like i don't know if um when i challenge myself i have a problem of biting off more than i can chew like i have a uh, okay. i have a problem yeah. and yeah. the last time the last few times i've done it i've never been happy with the end product like i've never been happy it's it's been yeah. a waste of time and it's been a waste of money and i will like never wear the cosplay again i won't like it i won't ha yeah. like how i look at it so i always look for projects that will challenge me incrementally like after um i have a kid and then I have a couple like small, I have some fixing up to do on some cosplays for Emerald City Comic Con and for AR. But after that, I have, um, I have like two projects lined up. One, I ordered the entire, all the armor, all like the, the little jewelries. I ordered that from somebody else, like from the Dangerous Ladies. They are also Canadian, um, but they're on the other side of Canada. And they do like, mm. I get tons of 3D print files from them. They do lots of kits for like Fire Emblem and Genshin characters. And, you know, they've been doing lots of Final Fantasy stuff. So I got the kit for this character. It was like, it was, it was expensive. So it's definitely a splurge cosplay, but, yeah. um, I guess like what am I gonna learn with this cosplay? Well, it's gonna be sort of like my dancer, where it's like it's like sort of that but different, which means I can put to put it together quite quickly. Um, mm. And then after that, I have like another sewing cosplay. Um, I really there's an Elden Ring character I really want to cosplay, but I'm waiting for more resources to be out there. I'm waiting for more people to do the cosplay so I can decide like, oh well, I like what this person did, or oh, I don't like what this person did. Um, how right, could I right. like like see this and how could I apply it to my own knowledge? Also, like the weather is a huge thing. Like I don't want to make something like the Elden Ring cosplay in the middle of September and have to wear it and be dying of heat. So it's like a it's like a winter thing. Um, okay. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely like to plan my projects around the weather because a lot of the times I, well, all the time I have to go shoot them for content, right? So, you know, if I make like a, like I was lamenting that I didn't do Lady Unaleska 
for Anime Expo. And I was like, well, I Ooh, might, I'm, okay. I'm probably going to Hallmat this year. I should probably do Lady Unalaska for Hallmat. And it's like, okay, if I do it for Hallmat, I have to shoot it at Hallmat because in December here, it is wet, cold, and they're, the only thing you can drive to is snow. Like, you can't drive to find warm so it's like it's like you kind of like for me i have to think about that because we have all four seasons where i live so right i also have to think about storage too like oh i've always wanted to do idea from final fantasy 8 but her big gold thing like i'd have nowhere to store anything like that like even if i could make it i just would have nowhere to store it yeah yeah there's a big yellow thing holy smokes yeah, and, and I mean, I'm not a big person, so for my proportions, it wouldn't be that big. But still, it's a huge piece of it's foam not... or whatever I would choose. He's inside, to make yeah. And I have nowhere to put it. Like I'm already running out of storage. I get so attached to my anime cosplays. I'm like, oh, I can't throw it away. I made it. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I'm afraid if I sell it, they won't they won't like treat it with respect and like won't give it a good. That's home. always a valid fear. That's always a valid fear. Yeah. So yeah. I'll just uh, I'll just keep them all. How has this year been for you so far? Oh, it's I mean, been awesome. Pretty much yeah, honestly, honestly, the pandemic, con- like... Yeah, content-wise, I mean, cons, clearly, you're having a blast. I mean, you got Fanway under your belt, you got Anime Expo just happened, you got others that you're already planning for, and you mentioned a whole mat, but it's, I mean, from what I've seen online, it sounds like you've just been thriving, which is... Awesome. Well, I mean, it's always for me. It's always a battle with the algorithm. It's always a battle with the the big man. Like, amen that. to that. Yeah. So that's that's <laughs> like that's the problem. It's not like it's not like putting in the work. It's not it's not like delivering content. It's not creating content. Like that's all easy and fun, and I love to do it. It's just like playing by the social media rules and and mm-hmm. fear, trying to figure. Like I was shadow banned on Twitter for a month, and it was awful. It was so crappy. Like like yeah. like no like. The pro- like when you get shadow banned on Twitter, it it doesn't suggest you to new people, and it like yep. and unless yep. the people react interacting with your posts like regularly interact all the time, you're not gonna get anybody see it. So that's always yeah. a battle. I've like kind of sort of half given up on Instagram because like I I just don't get the engagement that I used to, and I think that mo- I, on Instagram to play by the rules and not have my accounts removed i'm not able to post some of the stuff i was posting in the past so people are probably just less interested even though like my photography uh, like the photography has gotten better the cosplay has gotten better the set building has gotten better like everything's just improved but the you know my audience doesn't isn't interested because they either just aren't interested in what I'm doing anymore, or they just don't use Instagram. So I'm thinking about moving over to TikTok, but I'm not a video person. And I think I'm old and I'm losing touch with what the kids are into. (laughs) So I'm like, Oh, well, what do I do on TikTok? And it's like, I hear stories of, of women who are like, Oh yeah, I was in a bikini, not doing anything. And I got my account flagged. And it's like, Oh shit. Then like, I'm screwed. Yeah. So I I think if I do TikTok, it's gotta be like, it's gotta be like crafting how I made this focused. It can't be like me, like wiggling around to like the the TikTok meme song because I was just get banned. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm with you on that. Like I, I don't. I just use Instagram for my cats at yeah. this point, or yeah. showing or showing new shit I bought, or promoting new podcasts I was to go like, because I don't. I have definitely heard and see that a lot of people do not use Instagram because of the algorithm, because of the rapid fire like 
swip up there you can do to get your account banned or removed. TikTok, oh my god, <laughs> you you would be better off just crafting because I mean, Anya Braddock, Nicole Marie Jean. Those are two yeah, of, of she's always several. like I, I'm surprised she lasts on platforms as long as she does. I'm like, girl, girl, you're playing with fire, man. <laughs> like some of yeah. the stuff she used to post on her Instagram stories, I was like, girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh my well, god. I mean, like she just apparently because there's a pie there. <laughs> she, I mean, she apparently got her TikTok back, but it's like it's only a matter of time before it's taken out. Because I used to, yeah, I used to help out moderate her lives, and it would just like. I mean, I would delete and comment left and right. Yeah. I mean, I she, like her. She, she's really funny. She's the person. She's like the same age as I am. And I'm like, you get it, girl. Yeah, yeah. Mil- no. it. yeah. Same age she's... as we are. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the 30s. We're all in our 30s. We're all getting old. Oh, God. Yeah. She she was the person I was going to go visit in Las Vegas. Stay with her and her husband. But yeah. Money. yeah they, have a, they have a beautiful house in Las Vegas. Mm hmm. I love it. She has like themed rooms and stuff. Like she, I like she doesn't yeah. use Instagram anymore, so she I don't really see that side of. But that was always my favorite stuff to see of her. So I was like, oh, she's in her space room. She's space in her room jungle or, room. She's yeah, in her fifties diner retro room. diner room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was always. I mean, I was. I was half curious because it. I mean, she's busy. I get it because it was almost like just a, um um miscommunication and trying to figure out. Because I had initially like picked out flight and then just trying to figure out the timing of like when would you be able to pick me up or drop me off when I leave and it just like weren't able to get um wasn't able to hear from her and then like that plus everything I mentioned like at the start of the episode it was just like another time I'll go try to visit her because she she is always down for me to go visit because I mean we've talked about how. I honestly don't know when I'd be able to see her again at a con because she's kind of like retired ish really, from the con. Go, yeah. Life. yeah, she just she just does her thing in her house and, yeah. and her pool with all her animals, all, all her reptiles. Her oh my god! Yeah, but yeah, tick tick TikTok is merciless, honestly. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just very confused at at some other female that do what you describe that would get you banned but they're still up yeah it's it's very it's very weird isn't it yeah but it is what it is so that's like that's like why what like that's why why i've been so hesitant about tiktok is because like well i don't know what i want to do because i can't show my butt on tiktok because i might get bannerinoed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't even show my butt on twitter i don't like post butt pics on twitter because like the the app it has like a skin catching algorithm like sometimes i'll be even like a like a tan colored like shirt or something it'll get flagged so yeah okay wow yeah they're uh they're merciless that's okay like yeah what what generally happens is that this happened with instagram because i was on instagram like early ish so that i was able to just blow up um, you know, with with terms of service skirting content. And <laughs> okay. um, and as these platforms get more and more people on them, they're they they have to run ads because they have to stay profitable because they're companies. And then ads are like, well, we don't want our ads running if some girl has her butt there. So we need to 
cramp down on the butt posts and accounts like that getting suppressed they have new rules they like they'll permaban you and yeah. like it happened with facebook and it's happening with instagram and it's happened with instagram because i think instagram is pretty much done it will it will happen with tiktok and i think tiktok is already starting to happen and same with twitter twitter was weird because twitter used to be generally okay with stuff because you could post yeah. full-blown porn on twitter and i yeah. mean your account gets flagged as sensitive and your posts don't get promoted by the algorithm like they're all hidden and you have to seek them out but you can post them and you won't get your account removed right. but uh yeah it's just it's it's not about kids it's about advertisers yeah <laughs> that's the thing i don't think it's children no it's the advertisers they just don't want their like their like soap ad next to like this porn gif you know yeah and, and oh, i'm sure oh tiktok is the same so you yeah. just have to wait till the next thing that ha that everybody goes through. It's like Patreon. Patreon's dead. Like nobody does Patreon anymore because yeah, because like they they blew up. You know they start to go home mainstream when more mainstream stuff uh, takes interest. The more like societal fringe mainstream, gets off. more people wanting to invest in the company and yeah. So they got to clean up their act. And yeah, OnlyFans tried to do that and then and then they they backed up. Which is probably smart of them, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. But. Oh God, that mass exit if that happened. I I don't oh, I don't know if if it was totally mass mass, but it did scare them because like now there's Fansley and like like yep. I think it was Amrath she ran that streamer royale, which was really amusing. I loved it because like Tasis and Artosis are casting it, and I'm like, oh, I know them, Starcraft. <laughs> I understand. I'm like, I don't know anything. Well, I, I didn't know most of the other streamers. Like I know who Jenna is. I know who Peach Stars is. Yep, yep. Um. But like, and but everybody else, I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, and I know who Charlotte, like, Moist Critical was, even even though he wasn't there, his like avatar was there. But oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it was all sponsored by Amrath and Fansley. So like, you you sort of see that that you know that little OnlyFans oopsie, you know, like Fansley exists. So yeah, oops, oh boy. But there will be there will be like a new TikTok or the next thing that all the fringe of society and the kids will get away from the the sort of mainstream and that's where you can sort of grow and 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 do all that you just have to jump on it fast that's the that's the challenge fast enough before it gets suppressed that's right and thus the cycle begins anew that's right and capitalism kills us all <laughs> wow <laughs> let's not go there <laughs> because because uh because capitalism is the reason that i'm able to do what i do and i'm very blessed and lucky to be able to do what i do yeah. yeah, I, 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 I like. I, I have strong feelings when people shit on capitalism because, like, yeah, some parts of it suck, but what the alternative is worse. Yeah, history shows at least. I, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to be in a point where I could do like this full time or podcasting or no, not the same thing twice, streaming full time. But I'm, I'm still having a struggle to like just break into the making it how into a, do you affiliate. Stream? How often do you stream? That's the thing for me. Um. I typically will stream only on the weekend. Yeah. That's not like the thing with Twitch is um, I think people who there's like for Twitch, you have to be consistent. You have to put a lot of hours in and a lot of these hours are not, you have to love it because these hours aren't netting you any income. Right. Like for me, streaming just wasn't worth it. It was not like a, yeah. I I'm very introverted and I don't really enjoy it takes a lot out of me to stream and be entertaining and be obnoxious yeah. because I'm natural. I'm, I'm obnoxious, but I'm not extroverted. I find it yeah. very exhausting. And, and because like streaming just wasn't a good way for me to spend my time 
like income wise. Um, I just, I just couldn't justify doing it because it's not something I particularly enjoyed. Like I enjoy games. I enjoy engaging with my fans and talking to people, but I enjoy playing games by myself more. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's like, it's yeah. like you have to, you have to, um, and, and I think if I really wanted to pursue streaming, I would have probably given up maybe cosplay and stuff a long time ago. So I don't like, I love cosplay. I love making shit. I love like photo shoots. I love all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. streaming, not for me, but my understanding is you have to be entertaining and you have to be very consistent and you have to realize that it, you have to enjoy doing it so that you, so that it is easier for you to be entertaining and consistent. Cause it's, it, I, I enjoy cosplay and I know people who, cosplayed and they and it's clear that because they stopped they just didn't enjoy cosplay they enjoyed like they enjoyed more of their friends in the convention more than the 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 act of making things sure. i think yeah but for you but, it's just more you you love the whole creative process yeah i like making shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like god at the longest i've ever streamed was i believe four hours and that's still like not even breaking the mold of some other streamer that I know that do it for like five, six, seven, yeah, eight it's like hours. A full, it's a, it's and a I look at them like, how the hell do you have that energy? I'm yeah, done by exactly. I'm done after two hours. Yeah, exactly. I I'm like with, how I'm on that boat. And like I and I recently made the jump into VTubing. So oh, I do, okay, yeah. I have, a, I have a PNG tuber of an mm -hmm. avatar that I had commissioned of many years ago, but even still, it's just like I used to stream on my long days after work where i would mm -hmm. work a normal nine to five but then like five o'clock comes around takes me 30-ish minutes to get home it's almost six i'm tired yeah like yeah. i don't if anything if i were to like increase my streaming time it would be on like these days where i work on nine to twelve because then i mm -hmm. have a lot more time to just but even then like when when one or two o'clock comes around i'm like i want to take a nap yeah, it's a lot. I, streaming is a lot of work. VTubing as yeah. a streamer is just as much work. You just aren't you. You are, you almost have to play character. It almost might be more difficult than in a sense. Um, yeah. yeah, I I think that I think that you have to be you have to be lucky. Like I like I don't attribute my like success because like on a bell curve of success, I I. I'm not as successful as a lot of my peers and like I'm so happy for them like I never I never like I, I like never like say I'm, I'm not successful you know what I mean but I'm just very very lucky and I just did everything at the right time yeah. and I have yeah. an insane work th work ethic ask anybody who knows me they will tell you I'm crazy I work all the time and it's like yeah and some people could say that's a problem like like Mar works way too hard. She doesn't leave her house. She doesn't talk to anybody. She just works endlessly. And that's what I do. I work endlessly and, <laughs> and I make sure my effort like goes in a good direction because you can work endlessly and not have your work go in a good direction. It could it could be a, like a, a net negative. So yeah, it's it's a lot of work and it's consistency yeah. over time. Like I've been cosplaying for like 10 years now. So it's a lot of it's a lot of time and i'm and yeah. and it's only been in the past couple of years that i've actually been able to do this full time it's all it's it's crazy like it yeah. is and you know and there are people who are more successful for me and i'm like yeah get get that bag man get the bag yeah yeah absolutely yeah i hopefully like i i, I definitely want to keep doing this because I, I mean i love podcasting it's gotten me some really wonderful opportunity it made me 
a lot of awesome memories as a result. So I definitely want to keep this up. Um, I can try to revamp my stream schedule again, see how that works, but I, it it's just all in the energy that I have because yeah, well, and it's just, like and it's like yeah, you will make time for things you really want to do, right? Like. I really loved cosplay, so I make time for it. I really wanted to play Elden Ring, so I made time for it. So, <laughs> like, like there's like an there's almost like a subconscious like indication uh, of like at least for me of uh, of like if you're not making time for it, do you really enjoy it? Like, do you no, really I do I one hundred one hundred percent get that one hundred percent. Like, I definitely feel the same way. Like. Yeah, if I enjoyed streaming, then I would be doing it a lot more. But I mean, like, it's just, I guess at this point, it's just still like a little hobby for me to do. Yeah, yeah. Hang out with some friends and just, I don't know, maybe it'd be best to just keep it that way. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, think about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing, there's also nothing wrong with like having a, like a normal, like nine to five job and like doing this as a hobby. Like, uh, that's what I did for the longest time. I just had my normal nine to five job and I was really lucky. My job was easy and uh, I worked in an office and I like, I, I helped <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and yeah, and I was able to just uh, uh, spend all my energy because my job was pretty easy and I just caused by on the side. So there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Like you could do that too. Like I know tons of, I like most people do that. Right. And that's like, and honestly, I, I like, so, yeah, yeah. It, it, if you, if like, for me, like, don't have all your eggs in one basket. Like, I, I have, I'm on tons of different platforms, and I get income, and I generate income from like four or five different platforms, and it was the same when I had my job, right? It was just another way for me to generate income for myself to live the life that I want to live. Mm. Um, so like even if you work your nine to five job and you have a couple hobbies that like generate a little bit of income on the side like that's great too like like it's like you have like different streams of income and and most people who make money they like they don't do one thing they do like lots of little things and all the little things add up to like you know you get to do you get your money <laughs> and you're yeah. like yay i can buy things yay <laughs> yeah, you yeah, said exactly. i don't have to worry about like my cat's medical bill right like our cat she um she oh, gets boy. utis like you know once or twice a year because oh, that was one of the conditions of one of her little conditions that she has like she her ut her urinary tract is like not gucci um my cat's weird i don't know like she's so weird like she's the greatest we love her to bits but yeah and like if she gets an infection like we're like oh yeah you know we'll just take her to the vet because we're very lucky that we have you know we have lots of places that we generate money from so it's not a problem you can take care of franny i don't yeah. even know where she is usually she's like since i'm talking usually she'd be around but i don't know i think it's, it's really it's hot where i live like more warm than usual and we live in an apartment yeah, with a carpet yeah so the cat likes to lay on the tile because it's cold on the tile oh, <laughs> like yeah. our one little area of tile is her spot yeah yeah kai my kitten um he's gonna get neutered uh next month after mm. his first vet appointment because mm -hmm. he'll be he'll be six months at that time frame so i mean i i'm, I'm looking at either i am hoping just that he's very similar vet bill to when i got tifa the mom um into her first vet appointment and then sooner after i had to push her spay because she had just had the kitten yeah i didn't want to give her that much stress because i mean they were still they were all, all five of them were going at her for milk didn't want to do that to her but um 
I'm I'm preparing for it. The little small financial hit I'm gonna take. But eh. They make me happy. That's right. <laughs> so, you love your animals, so you'll do whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, I think that is a solid place to wrap up. All right. Sounds all about good. the cats. Um, yeah. Uh, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun. Hopefully, Mara, you feel the same. Yeah, I had tons of fun. And I yeah. was happy to tell you about my country. <laughs> yeah, happy to tell you about mine, I guess, sort of. Oh, God. Uh, in that case, uh, Maru, where can people go if they want to support your work or um, follow what you do? You can just follow me on Twitter at MaruWins. I'm on Twitter all the time. If you if you so choose and feel generous with your coin, you can be a $1 Patreon, patron on my Patreon, which is the same name, MaruWins. If all not, right. that's cool, too. But the Twitter yeah. follow would be rad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much on Twitter exclusively now always. Um, but you can catch me on Twitter, other social media sites, Twitch, at Blue Lightning Cost. And with that being said, um, I will hopefully have another new episode for you guys in a couple of weeks. Again, thank you so much, Mauro, for your time and for chatting with me about all the recent cons you've been to. It was a lot of fun. And... Uh, yeah, I will uh, see you guys all in the next episode.